Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And welcome, everybody, to my independence report. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday, and this may be one of the funnest hours on radio, I got to tell you. And it, it, it involves uh, uh, Matt Shea, the author Matt Shea. Go to mattsheabooks.net and pick up his audio book and, uh, that uh, I voiced and stuff and <coughs> other books. He's got like eight or nine out there. Eric Hall is here, and he's wearing a suit because this is a very important uh, program that we're having. Oh, nice, nice pipe, by the way. I haven't got a new pipe for today's show because I am bullish for <laughs> personal rights. Exactly. And, and Kayla May, who is uh, uh, in parts unknown um, because she's blowing up balloons and getting ready for a party, but she wanted to be involved with us anyway. And so she's, she's here today. I smell cake. Cake is in the oven. No. No, no cake in the oven. Oh. No. Peas. Fresh peas. <laughs> So that's it. <laughs> that, that's it. And, and gentlemen and lady, thank you so much for being here. Uh, this is actually kind of a big day on the show today because I'm. This is the first of four episodes that we are are doing today. Uh, this episode is, um, of course, with the Wednesday Forum, followed by um, a gentleman, a doctor, uh, who Dr. Leibowitz who uh, is going to talk about Robin Williams' uh, brain problems and, and his um, death and all of that. Then we have an uh, older lady that was a baby during Nazi Germany and the things that she's had to go through. She's got a book that is from rubble to, um, rubble to, uh, to something. As rubble to something else. <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, we've got... Uh, um, um, live clarifications with Natasha and she's got a special guest she's bringing. So this is going to be a long day for a little old me. And I'm going to drag a couple of you with me if I can, if I can get that done. And uh, Eric is going to probably hang on to the next one and stuff. But, but uh, Eric, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're going to talk about today? Well, this is gay pride month, as you guys know, and uh, the personal rights in defense education act. And this is something that's uh pretty damn important and quite a bit of the world celebrates this and it's necessary it's necessary as one of the great philosophers on your show once said you know and she talks about animals quite a bit uh the thing about animals is that they're able to keep uh, a lot of the garbage out of their lives you know they focus on what they do day to day and humans are wonderful at mucking up their lives making making our own lives difficult myself man you know, I've got demons I try to chase away all the, all the time, and I'm not capable of that. So, you know, how, how can we get by in a world when, when we make our lives difficult? And the <laughs> fact you have to have a, a Pride Month, you know, is, uh, is a great indicator of just how messed up uh, as humans and how much we can muck up our lives is. Exactly. Well, I was talking with Fia, who's a singer-songwriter from Sweden, and this is gay. Uh, June is Gay Pride Month there too. So yeah. Apparently, it is a worldwide deal. Yes, it is. It is. They're they're very well organized. They're politically committed. Uh, they've been working on this a long time because, as you know, uh, gays have been part of our world for as long as there's been a world. In fact, uh, homosexuality exists in all parts of life on this planet. In fact. Uh, Roughly speaking, about 10% of the population of all creatures on this planet uh, exhibit homosexual behaviors. That includes, you know, uh, anything with vertebrates to non-vertebrates, uh, primates, of course, uh, bison, uh, giraffe, I mean, you, penguins, uh, uh, swans, well, they're, go figure, swans, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> everybody. Everybody takes place, and it, in, in its natural course, it plays a functional aspect as well. It's not just a, a sexual impulse for gratification. It has its 
reasons to exist. For example, bisons, <laughs> they're a horny bunch. When they get going, the young males, when they get going, they have to release. Yeah. Now, as you know, with herds, there's always a dominant male. Yeah. And this male controls the group. So he's got to have superiority over the young males who are trying to move up in the world. Right. So breeding with the female is not for them. So yeah, they, they grab. Hmm? Well, I was just going to say he is the dominant one. So he has a harem and everybody else <laughs> look on from afar. That's right. That's right. And so they grab a buddy and they uh, they use their buddy to, uh, you know, get some of that sexual uh, affection out of their body. That, that's just the way it done. And that, that benefits the her because that helps keep the peace. Now, interestingly enough, uh, it's not just uh, homosexuality that exists. There's indifferent, you know, like the plant kingdom and um as you guys know, they're still discovering species under water. Right. And there are species under the sea that take as many as five individuals to hold enough amino <clears throat> acids and what have you to procreate. Really? Yeah. So you they, have they, done they, some work on this. And that's why you're wearing a suit and tie well, because you're acting as the professor. This is just general knowledge of, you know, everything I learned online. <laughs> <laughs> So well, this is just stuff that comes up from time to time. Now, now, Matt, I know that that uh, you, this this topic uh, is is one that um, um, causes some consternation with some because they don't want to get uh, typed into any particular thing. So, what's your what's your opinion on on? Well, I'm I'm from South Seattle, and so that was pr probably one of the very first places on the planet to start to make it public or whatever. And then my brother, Dan, who I love dearly, Dan is a great man. Every day we go back and forth a bit. He's married to Lloyd. Lloyd is fantastic. Lloyd has three fantastic kids from a previous marriage. So they're as great as guys could be, but I'm from the outside looking in. I don't question their relationship, their family to me. But again, it's one thing if you're a part of the community it's another if you're just outside and you're hearing what is being said about it. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting how times have changed in the last 40 years or so. Because when I was a kid, uh, my, my uh, grandmother lived in a mobile home. And next to her were uh, two guys. And then in those days, they said uh, two bachelors were living together. And uh, they were one was Dick. And one was Harry, and nobody got the joke there apparently. And uh, um, but that was it was like, oh yeah, they 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 just prefer to work together and to live together because you know they can't find any suitable females that they want to uh, live with, so they they just share expenses and live together. Well, that wasn't accurate actually. And but it, but now you know, gay marriage is legal, and I've got some very good friends of mine that that are married and, and are, are lesbian, a lesbian couple. And they, they are d dynamic and they're wonderful. They're wonderful. Um, Kayla, can you unmute yourself? Sure can. What, 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 what's your uh, take on, on this particular topic? I'm just happy that it's coming out more and more and being more aware to the public that <clears throat> it's okay to express your, sexuality it's okay to be comfortable in your own skin um and there's no shame in it and there shouldn't be any shame in it you know there's some people that say hey that's not for me and that's okay and there's other people that are like no this is me i'm all rainbows and sparkles and unicorns i'm i'm this way i'm unique and i i love it i love it that people can freely express themselves and yes we still have hate division and fear we still have it, but if we embrace it, things can make a big change. And they, and they really have over, over, over time, because we are now in a place where nobody, I didn't think that we'd ever get to a place where people could uh, marry anyone they wanted to um, from the standpoint of, of another human. Um, now the, 
remember what they used to say and and matt you you're probably familiar with this they used to say well if you allow gay marriage then then these people will want to prevent them from marrying a cow or marrying a, a sheep or or stuff like that and that really hasn't proven to be an issue at all for anybody as far as i know unless you're in montana <laughs> My, my former wife was on a softball team, and there were those who were of that lifestyle. But they would sit me down and explain things to me because I'm the foreigner. I'm the straight male, and they're the gals that are mixed. And they would say, it is our prayer that they go on to marry good men. I've met people in my life who went back and forth, but kind of going to one extreme to the other. And I've known of people who've had relationships that way that went back to the traditional ones and so um there's just a lot of juggling going on here there's not a ironclad consistency here you know what i'm saying oh yeah well and, and by the, the way paulette, humans. yes and paulette who apparently lives in montana <laughs> i had forgotten that and so again host puts foot in mouth and uh so I <laughs> sorry, Paulette. I didn't mean it. Honest, I mean, that was a joke. Uh, but uh, um, now, now, did, Matt, go ahead. In regards to Montana and this topic, I'm just going to say it. A few years ago, Starbucks from the Seattle area was experimenting with different sayings on their cups. Like you go to Denny's diners, and they have nice little sayings on their cups. Well, Starbucks was going all over the place. And one of them said, it's okay to be gay. Well, that's the shipment that got messed up. It wasn't supposed to go to Montana. <laughs> Crates of that arrived at their coffee stores. And getting that, it just, what's wrong with this picture? I love that. In fact, it made I the news. That. It happened. That's funny. Well, you know, um, Montana is where they have the Fluffy Convention every year. The what? what? The Fluffy Convention? I don't know. You talk. Oh, <laughs> that's where people dress up as the edible of their choice. Oh, they get together for rendezvous. Well, <laughs> nobody knows what they're doing, okay, or who they are. But they they might wear a rabbit suit, or they might wear a giraffe, you know, a dinosaur suit, and and they get in there, and, and you know, they're doing that in the motel room, and then they go their own ways. And nobody knows that was a deer, okay? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. But there is one very important thing about June that uh, we've neglected so far. That, that, uh, uh, part of part of this group, and that uh, Paulette had a birthday last Sunday. Oh, happy hey. birthday, Paulette! There we go. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy belated. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so oh, she said did you mean furry convention yeah, yeah. furry thank you thank you <laughs> i didn't realize I that, that was a deal. fluffy fluffy <laughs> furry whatever <laughs> not that i <laughs> too late <laughs> too late we're, we're going to enlighten you guys about all this but i had no idea there was a fluffy or a furry convention in montana and uh and, and stuff but uh and we do now <laughs> yeah yeah so anyway eric continue on uh where were we <laughs> <laughs> well, we we've been lost. I, I'll, I'll about our lost. amazing well, If we're if we're talking about families that uh, have been touched by homosexuality, I bet all families here have had some has had homosexuality in their family. You know, I had a gay uncle that well, he was a god uncle, um, and we've had you know America's actually had two presidents that have been rumored. One, it's pretty pretty sure that. Uh, was gay, um, James Buchanan, who his vice president was also gay, and they went everywhere together. That was quite a good ticket then. That was quite a good ticket. That was back in the 1800s. That I should have wrote down when when that was. But anybody that knows me <clears throat> knows. And then of course, you know, it's rumored, and this is a rumor. This is not confirmed. And uh, but uh, Lincoln had a buddy. And and you know that you notice the silence that followed that. <laughs> yeah, because people people feel that it's a 
a slight or shameful to be homosexual. So we, we have to be careful what we say about people just because of that perception. But when you look at it in the light of his time, uh, and he, if he did indeed engage in homosexual behavior, that just speaks to the bravery and awareness of the man. Absolutely. You know, and it's, it's, I've told this story before, but it bears repeating in this forum because I have a good friend. His name is Michael. And by the way, he lives in Montana. <laughs> it's odd. <to> know. <laughs> but he's, he's, uh, he, uh, I went to high school, or went to college with him and acted with him and he, we were in plays together and stuff. And I knew, wink, wink, from early on that he was, he was gay, but he didn't, he didn't come out to us until his mid 30s. And so I asked him in a conversation, I said, so when did you know? Because there's this, there's this thing about, is it a choice or is it predestined? Is it natural? And I said, so, so tell me, when did you know? And he said, well, when I was 11 years old, my mom or my dad had Playboy magazines. And then uh, Playgirl came out. And Playgirl, my mom, as a way of getting back at my dad for getting Playboy, she got a subscription to Playgirl. So he found both of those side by side one day, and he decided he had to pick which one he wanted to look at and which one um, uh, he was more interested in, uh, the male body, basically, or the female body. Guess what he chose? He chose the male body. He chose the uh, playgirl because that, and it wasn't something that he made a conscious decision about. He was 11 years old. It was that that was his, that that's what turned him on internally. And from that, when he told me that story, that kind of settled it for me that it's not a choice. It's, and why would you choose to be, 10% and ostracized and, and have to, and have to explain yourself all the time and all of that. When, um, when you could be here, if you choose to be heterosexual, you could be, and they've also tried to convert people back. And, yeah. and that has proven to be a dismal failure. Pray the gay away. Yeah. You can't, you can't do it because that's not, that's not what's in their heart. That's not what's in their soul. So that, that's, that's all, as as uh, Forrest Gump would say. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> well, and it goes so much farther because humans, as many other creatures that uh, participate in homosexual behavior, I mean, we we can talk about dolphins and, and uh, uh, chimpanzees who do pretty much all the things we do. I mean, dolphins will grab a blowfish and turn it into a sex toy. You know, they'll, they'll grab an eel, they'll grab an electric eel, get this, they'll grab an electric eel, and uh, <laughs> you get a little charge out of that. You know, so they, you know, that's complex vibrator. thinking. That's a complex. Vibrator. Yeah, there, there's some thinking and some thought out into what the reward is for playing with this toy. And, you know, to the horror of the creatures that are subjugated, subjugated, you know, <laughs> there's a final outcome to the whole thing. And there's even, let's see, was it Texas or Florida? There's a small town that uh, had to keep people from swimming for a while because of the amorous affection of a wild dolphin. That was predating the shores. So they had to shut down for a while until this dolphin found some other toys to play with. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I don't know. Matt, what do you think? You, you haven't raised your hand much. I'm going to call on you more. Well, I'm getting quite an education out of this again. Um, I'm impressed with Eric, the research, because you're going beyond human beings. You're going with all living things. Yeah, it's a natural, it's a natural occurrence. And of course, that's what uh, humans try to do. You know, we're always trying to place ourselves above the planet and above the animals around us to separate or give us some sort of uh, moral justification for our existence. And part of that is sexual behavior. But that is also our downfall. Because if there's any part of our behavior besides greed, that is a moral moral question or does it keep up with our higher selves as much as we would like it would be our sexual behavior 
and we, we can get into the complexity of just how just how diverse and complex we can get you know like i mentioned what was it last week you know there's a reason why we have glory holes because you know males will go anywhere we don't care what's on the other side of that you know it's it's that uh, immediate well i should say some males don't care what's on the other side of that and we'll just uh receive the pleasure for what it is in the moment that's all that's important maybe not all the time to them but at that moment they don't care what's on the other side which is the simplest form of a sexual gratification exactly well and and us us boys have got a problem with that because we got testosterone that's that is coursing through our veins and and uh kayla's got a 10 year old she's about to experience that with her with her child and uh but it's uh <laughs> not, till, not till she's 30. <laughs> but but it's it's a natural thing and and it's it's designed so that we can uh, propagate the species. So the so somebody's got to want to want to um, make babies because a lot of women could really care less, quite frankly, or some of them, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting how the two sexual drives are are so different from each other. Uh, I. I th- Go ahead. Go ahead, Kayla. Go no, ahead. no, it's from okay. a female perspective. Not all females have the drive that is up there like a man, mm-hmm. but there are a good percentage of females that are just about, let's go, let's go. Yeah. When you're in your prime, I would say 19 to 30s, maybe mid 20s, we're they're like that. We're like you guys, you know, we're just more modest, you know, I'll be the blunt one and say it. We're just as bad as horn dogs as y'all. <laughs> oh, well, I guess <laughs> That's I missed that part. Yeah. Cause, cause see, when I was growing up, it was, it was all a game. It was, I chase you and you run. I was supposed to get it, and you were supposed to keep me from it, and that's that's the that was the rules of the game. But now those rules have changed a bit um, because girls that are growing up today have got a wholly different attitude about about sex and about um, relationships and all that kind of stuff. Matter of fact, uh, Susan, who's uh, was growing up in the late sixties and seventies, I cringe at my thoughts and attitudes when I was a teen. And in my early twenties, so um, she cringed. So, she cringed. But, yeah. So, but you know, th- th- I guess sex is, but it, it transcends sex. It's also a matter of love, um, and it's it's who you love and who you care about and what interests you have and stuff like that. And and if if you know, there've been, I you know, Eric, help me here. Well, I think sex and love are two different things true um love is certainly something that leads to sex sex can often lead to love but it's not as successful when it's done that in that order um love is uh something of our higher selves that we try to attain and because we do feel those emotions and we do want to provide for that uh, person or persons that we love uh, that enables our higher self to act and hopefully controls our sexual impulses, but those impulses still exist. Yeah, uh, I can tell you, you know, we all know multiple stories of married males that do wonderful job of taking care of their family financially and, you know, p- making sure that the, their kids are engaged in what they want to be engaged in, that their wife has everything they need and support them in everything that they want to do, like as far as work or or if uh, not work or whatever hobbies they want to pursue, um, but still have homosexual uh, relationships or outside flings. It's even accepted in you know Europe. It's almost a, a done deal that uh, Italians will have a, a girlfriend on the side. Yeah. So you know we're but America has a, a streak of fundamentalism that uh, we, we are probably going to be slow to shake off. We're always going to have that, uh, you know, that Puritan approach 
to marriage and sexuality that's going to hang with us for quite a while. Well, you know, it's, it, um, go ahead, Matt. Yeah, I think about the news, things that come in that strike me funny. And when gay marriages started happening, well, when you have marriages, you're going to have some degree of divorces. And so they've had the divorces where the guy said, well, wait a minute, we're the same sex and tried to use that as an angle that was nullified to begin with. But you get that. You get those legal battles for divorce on that side. But if you were to look at the statistics, you, I think, would find that the percentage of gay people who stay married is much higher than the percentage of heterosexual people who stay married. Uh, I, I think that that's that statistic has been proved true, at least in a short period of time that because gay marriage has only been around for what, uh, eight years, seven years, something like that. Um, but but it, it has been. Um, because and, and the, the interesting thing about it, Matt, is I'll use my two friends as an example. They um, have been together 20 years. They uh, love each other dearly. You can see the love that's in their eyes when they're when they're talking to each other. And they're they're two lesbians. I have no earthly idea what their bedroom habits are. Don't care. doesn't matter. They can do whatever they like or not do whatever they like. All I know is they've got five dogs, two cats. They love each other dearly, and they have a wonderful time together. Uh, matter of fact, uh, uh, Eric, one of them is a supervisor at uh, North Face for 35 years. No kidding. Yeah. So it's, it's just, she's the one who got me the job at Metro. So, Very cool. you know. It's 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 hard to and I know we each of us has got have got uh, I've got a scam likely coming in here. Each of us has, has knows people that are married um, in, a, in, a, in a, that are gay that that are in a very happy marriage uh, and they and they care for each other. And and, you know, what's anyway, I'm talking too much. Uh, Eric, what do you think? Well, I, I think, uh, you know, you nailed it when you talk about interpersonal relationships and it's the individuals. You know, I, I would suggest, I don't know this for real, but I would suggest that uh, perhaps uh, homosexuals, because of, they, because of what they have to overcome to be together, which includes uh, facing their fear of themselves, facing the fears that they have to overcome with their family and their friends, then they finally meet somebody that they love, that they embrace this person, and there's an awareness that's a little more crystal clear in their actions and in what they think about that uh, might bond that uh, relationship a little bit better. That's just a supposition that I'm guessing at. Kayla, what do you think? You know, I personally grown up with and around people confused as a child and not knowing whether they wanted to be with a girl or a guy and you know ended up dating my sister at one point in time years later came out being gay and he's as happy as he can be with his husband right now so seeing that process of him trying to express himself and come out of that that was an eye-opener for me right there at the age of 9 10 11 you know watching him grow up and and be a part of my family for years it's a it's a wonderful experience yeah matt i've had a few female friends in the past who were of that lifestyle but they felt there was quite a stigma to it and so i would be their date at high school reunions at company christmas parties at weddings well oh they're with a guy it's so but it was just a show thing and then there were times where afterwards i would drop them off to a bar that didn't want guys just that fine you know they're gonna get a ride home but it was just like our little secret, and uh, nobody was judging anyone. But they just wanted that presentation because this was people at work or family that they haven't seen in years. And I, I can go along with that. That's cool. I, I have a story I have to tell that I don't I've think I've ever that. told before. And when I, when I was uh, 21, no, 20, I was um, a waiter at Denny's in downtown Seattle. And a group of 11 people came in, and uh, I could identify three of them for their sex, which was obvious. And the rest of them, I could not tell. They were either women or, or men or partially between, and, uh, and because some of them were transvestites and they were changing and, and doing things like that. And so, and so I ended up dating one of them. 
and uh, she uh, was involved with the gay lifestyle. And so we went to a couple of gay clubs as kids and I was like 20. And in those days I had a lot of hair and I was skinnier and I looked good and all that. And I said, and so we started, I started talking to this other kid and um, he, he was obviously gay. And I said, so do, can I feel safe here? And he said, oh, dude, come on. You're obviously not gay. I'm not going to. We're not going to talk to you. We would no more do that. They've got radar that tells them that. So we don't. If, if anybody is worried about somebody being <coughs> um, forward with them or stuff, they got They know better. They, they're like, at least that's been my experience. Has anybody ever been in an uncomfortable they, situation? They my have honey. Straight, they have straight R. <laughs> <laughs> your, your honey was in an uncomfortable what happened at work i think um somebody came up to him and told him that he's he's not gay but his hair and the way he smells um is turning him on <laughs> <laughs> this was a co-worker of his oh great <laughs> let's beep 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 beep, beep it out <laughs> so they don't know <laughs> matt go ahead a gal who i know that way we were at some restaurant and she pointed at these two girls and she said, they're a couple. And I asked, why do you do that? You know, you see two guys together, you see two girls, you already formulate that they are. So she started talking about the dress code and this and that and how they're doing little things. And I said, I don't detect anything out of the norm. Well, when one of them went to the bathroom, she had to follow and came back. Yeah, they are. But it's what you're saying. If you're from the inside, you know, <laughs> you you got this radar going on and and uh yeah. which is which is good by the way i want to make sure that everybody that's listening now or in the future understands that we are not talking about pedophiles we're not talking about deviant behavior we're talking about adult behavior doing of what they want to do and loving who they want to love in, in the state of montana <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm sorry paulette i opened up a door that i shouldn't open Poor we'll go old-fashioned and get the Tabasco sauce. <laughs> oh, wow. But, but nobody disagrees with that statement, I assume. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, there's yeah, always... Pers- go ahead. Sorry. One of the things I enjoy doing radio with you three and with Kevin, you don't give out cheap shots. It's fun, but you make sure that we're not targeting and making a monster out of something you're making this a very enjoyable topic it's kind of a common ground you got that flow going right now well we have to admit you know gay people have you know not only did they nail the political movement with that uh, term pride but we have to admit they've got some of the best sense of humor there is oh hands down yes yeah, I mean, oh, they're yeah. really on to something. I mean, who doesn't love, you know, some of the best uh, gay humorists uh, in uh, out there? You know, they're, they're terrific. We Go ahead, Matt, and then I got something to say. When my daughter was young, she was having a lot of success modeling. And one day she was paid a lot. She was, I think she was, she might've been in grade school, but it was Sebastian Hair Products. Dad, Dad, these are the good ones. You know, you know the ones that are gay. <laughs> <laughs> she made the big time. <laughs> Susan says uh, she had a faux pas years ago. She made a mistake of using a derogatory comment about her new boss about homosexuals, not having a clue that the guy was gay. Um, That's uncomfortable. That, that That's would be uncomfortable. That would be terrible. But you know what I? But honestly, you know what I miss? Watching a gay man and a woman having a conversation. Because you've taken sex off the table, it's out of the equation. They can have a real, honest-to-goodness, fun dialogue without the woman having to worry about saying something that's going to get the guy thinking that, oh, boy, I've got I, I, she, she's coming on to me or he's coming on to her. Because it's clear nobody's coming on to anybody. They're just having a good human-to-human exchange, and I love that, Matt. My old girlfriends would tell me that my brother Dan was of that lifestyle, and this was before I was aware of it or whatever. But to make a long story short, my former wife, any gal I'm dating, 
they like alone time. They talk, they laugh, they're just having a great time. Comedy all the way, great. It's what you're saying. Yeah. And because you take, if we, I honestly, honestly believe that if we could take sex off the table and so that we can have honest to goodness dialogue I, you know, with, with people of the opposite sex that, that we're not tainted by expectation, by desire, by all of this stuff. I mean, we, I think that we would be better off. Uh, Kayla, what do you think? Or do you like the game? Sorry, I was squirreled by a three-year-old. So you want to repeat it? <laughs> that was not. Uh, do you uh, do you think that do you like the game between men and women, or do you wish that uh, we could have a civil conversation without having to worry about sexuality and sexual overtones of 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 all of that? I think that's just nature. I think everybody just gets a perspection in in their mind of how they feel or if they get rubbed off the wrong way or something. So it's just in general, it goes back to intuitiveness. You go with your gut feelings. Interesting. You, know? you said rubbed off in the wrong way. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> that, that was Freudian that, slip. <laughs> that brought up images that I'm not sure we want to bring into this conversation. <laughs> My wording is not on, on key today. I'm sorry. And Susan again says, today I have nieces and nephews who are either gay or gender fluid, and they are out and proud for the most part. I love them with all my heart. And I just want to make the, the uh, observation that, and uh, Kayla, you're, you should be seeing this in, in the few, next few years. Kids today have a different attitude. There are kids that are in junior high and high school that have come out already. They've made the decision that they're, that's what they're going to be. In my day, that, that never, <laughs> you'd get taken out back behind the gym and beat up if you, if you ever said that you were, you were a gay individual back in the think, 70s. Think about being yeah. a military server, serving oh, exactly. our country. Same thing. And how hard it would be to have to hide yourself for so many years or you'd get shipped off and gone. You'd be uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Blanket party. Pretty much. You'd be gone. You'd have to kick rocks, you know? So uh, imagine the struggle that, you know, the people that had to go through the service and had to deal with and being able to come out with when they're now not in it anymore oh, and able to live a life of freedom and joy and happiness and pride, for goodness sakes. I remember the first time I came across gay marriage and, um, Kevin, this this was a conversation I had with Mary. Oh, and she was going to she went to the wedding of a mutual friend of ours who'd since passed, and it was she was he was marrying his uh, he was getting married to his husband that day, and I was uh, I guess just turned sixteen, and although I knew gay people existed, I had no idea that you know they get married and stuff, and I, my concept of marriage was that uh, somebody had to wear a bride. Somebody had to be the bride wearing an out wearing a gown. So I asked her, you know, very seriously, who wore the dress? And she she was irritated at me. She thought I was just being an ass, which I'm prone to do. And she said, No, nobody wore a dress. They both were tuxes and suits. They looked very nice. And I said, But they were getting married. Somebody had to wear a dress. Yeah, and she thought I was took her three times to explain to my, you know, teen, young teenage mind that uh, two males could get uh, married in suits. You were dragging your knuckles on the ground at that moment, by the way. Embarrassingly and so. I'm pulling a mat, guys. <laughs> what? I'm pulling a mat. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, you saying that, Eric, is something that just reminded me of a few years ago. I went to a wedding for my um, daughter's godfathers. And I say godfathers because they were both in tuxedos. And my son, I think about the time, I think he was eight. And he was like, how come they're in Texas? Like, how come there's not a, you know, she's a girl, he's a guy. You know, how come they're both in suits? And I was like, because she's a girl who wants to be a guy, 
you know, and it's something just special. And that's how they chose to get married. She didn't want to be in a dress. She doesn't feel comfortable. She feels comfortable being in a suit and she rocked it. She looked like a damn badass. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So there's still confusion from when you were 16 to my Thank son God. being eight and a few years ago. There's still that. Okay. Whoa. You know, <laughs> it's still there. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. It's still there. Thank you. Thank you. Huh? You know, I, I was an interior oh. designer for 25, 26 years. So you were around a great deal of guys because that. Oh, that, yeah. You know, that, and I was a dancer before then and a musician. So, of course, I ran into gay people all the time. And many of the kids that I knew back when I was 16, you know, 15, uh, even 12 years old, as I was growing up, they came out of the closet. So I watched my friends, you know, become gay and become comfortable. Wake up. Keep moving. <laughs> Something happened. Hey, designer, you know, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you, you you froze for a moment. We thought you'd been struck dead. Okay. Oh, thank God I wasn't. As as an interior designer, there were there were times, you know, you work for yourself and business at times is very difficult to get by. And I'd have discussions with people <laughs> to find out how they conduct their business, what what uh, what uh, works for you, what doesn't. And <laughs> not only one person, but uh a couple of each gender said, well, it might help if you were gay. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a perception out there. There's a perception out there of what uh, gay people are and what straight people are. And it's not always true. You know, it's uh, we, we saw the sitcom that lasted forever, Frasier. Yeah. And many times on that show, they made fun of that exact same situation. Because who would ever think that... Uh, uh, Frazier's brother, what was his name? Um, Matt, you should know this. God. Actually, I've only seen that show a little bit. I don't know the show real well. Oh, okay. Uh, Miles, Miles was yes. his. Yeah, Niles, N-I. Niles. Niles. That's right. That's right. Who would ever guess Niles was straight? But yeah. he was, you know, on the show. So they, they made fun of that many times. And it is a true per uh, perception out there. Uh, artists, we, we think immediately that they're gay. Interior designers, we think immediately they're gay. And it just isn't necessarily so. And why? Um, I'm going to go out on a limb. Because of taking sex out of the equation, There's you're able to focus on the conversation. You're able to focus on higher thought and encompass things that... Uh, have aesthetics and love portrayed in it. And it, because sex isn't always about love, and often it is vulgar, there's a refinement in that process. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, in the gospel according to City Slickers says that... Uh, <laughs> We don't need a reason. Men just need a place. <laughs> and so true. And so true. <laughs> uh, so I watched that the other night. Men, yeah. So mad. <laughs> In recent years, people have been more and more outspoken, open about bringing it up in conversation publicly. That includes shirts, everything, but really, uh, being assertive about it. And when I retired on occasion, I would work at a hotel or something. And I saw a group of businessmen together and, Oh yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get home. I got, well, my husband's waiting for, and the thing is it kind of got me cause I'm not quite used to it all the way, but it's there. You know what I'm saying? Like this conversation we're having um, kind of abruptly, it got out there publicly and it's a little assertive. Which which part? People used to never talk about this. Ah. They not only talk about it, but there are those that promote it. Well, but you know, what's interesting about it is that we're all human beings and we need to understand that, uh, for instance, uh, um, uh, Natasha, Natasha Venter, she's got a child who is trans transgender. 
And uh, so those those things happen. And if the more we talk about it, the less mystery there is behind it and the more understanding we can have of it. At, at least I that agree. Would be hope. I agree with you. I still have a difficult time keeping track of the whole thing. Uh, my roommate, who's lesbian, who we talk about um, relationships, she divorced her wife but stayed friends and was able to uh, develop a friendship with her wife's new wife. And the three of them uh, still keep in touch. And I've met them both and they're, you know, it's obvious the three have some sort of bond. They get together and, and you can tell that they're sort of of the same mind. And they have a son. And I forget the story how the son came about. But uh, they raised this kid, and my roommate uh, participated in raising him. And he's a terrific guy. He's uh, 30-something and has done very well educated, doing very well for himself, very well adjusted. And like Kayla mentioned before, you know, the attitudes are changing. Very self-aware. You can tell when you have a conversation, because he was here last week. We had a long conversation about uh, uh, just about general things. And you can tell you're talking to a wholly different human than people of our generation you know what's interesting about that as well is that when gay people started to get married the the consensus was they should not have children because they're going to indoctrinate their kids to be exactly how they are well you know what it's proven to be absolutely not true you are who you born to be and uh that's it's high i get it that it's hard for people to to understand that um, as an example, my 91 year old mother has a real tough time with that because she says that it's a choice and that it's a choice that they shouldn't make because they're going to go to hell because it's a sin. And it's like, so, and I said, well, how do they avoid that? And she said, don't have, don't have a, a relationship. So we're, de- we're telling these people that we're going to deny them happiness because of some rule that we have decided that, that means that they are going to go to hell. And that's none of our business, and we're not. We should not be judgmental about that anyway. I appreciate your thoughts on that, folks. Well, Christianity, with all of its good, you know, has so many things that uh, keep us from being self-realized, and there are things in the Bible that speak out against it. And there are things in the Bible that speak in support of it. And there are churches that uh, support uh, homosexuality. Uh, the older uh, the older religions, God, listen to me, the older religions, more established religions do not. And I think, man, you know, I, I hate to go down this rabbit hole, but uh, there was a time when humans needed organized religion to organize the culture to procreate give us a purpose give us a sense of higher self help keep order because we were pretty much stone age people trying to grasp something better and religion with all of its uh terrific fine points helped organize that and when you have men in control of that you're going to have control over the population so their norms are imposed which is why women were exploited and homosexuality was exploited. You know, uh, priests were, are big on using them. And let's be clear, uh, before Christianity, outside of Christianity, during the development, uh, homosexuality existed. Spartans, we all know about Spartans, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, they used boys as their assistants in, in all ways. Not only did they train them for war, but they used them sexually. This is part of coming of age. Oh, God, this is part of uh, this is part of their trading. So, <laughs> it it's a natural thing. This is what humans do, and we've made it something else because we make our lives more difficult. We do indeed. Well, you know what, guys, we're gonna end. I could I could do this discussion. I could hang out with you guys all day long, um, but uh, we're gonna keep this under an hour because I've got another uh, very important uh, podcast coming up right after this. We're gonna talk to the uh, um, gentleman that uh, 
he's a, he's a doctor and he uh, diagnosed Robin Williams with uh, with a rare uh, disorder, which is what ended up killing him. But before we go, Matt, Matt books.net go there and buy one of his books he's a hell of an author he uh he does he does a great job and uh so matt anything you'd like to add before we go i love the panel this is a fun show and we love montana we do love montana. <laughs> yes montana is beautiful paulette is very forgiving of my of my foot and mouth disease so <laughs> kayla You're on mute, darling. I'm on mute. Oops. I said yeah. thank you, Paulette, when she came up and did that, by the way, but I was on mute. Just love who you are, because deep down, that's all that really matters. Thanks for joining us today. You know, it's interesting that uh, that you just said that. that That is a Metallica song. Uh, nothing else matters. Um, be who you are because nothing else matters. And that's, that's uh, um, I, I hear that song whenever I need something. <laughs> Eric, thank you for wearing the tie. You're welcome to join me on the next podcast if you'd like. What would Take you? I look forward to it. Thank you. And uh, what would you have to have to add? Oh man, um, keep an open mind. Know that uh, never look at the blowfish again. The same. <laughs> <laughs> Think of the possibilities. Yeah, they might be spiny. They might be poofy, but uh, apparently dolphins know something we don't. It's not just sushi. They're not just sushi anymore. No, and and I I thought the electric eel thing was you know it's, it's a natural vibrator. I don't know. It's, I can't <laughs> can't believe yeah, I said that. You know, I was once in a I was once in a a buddy of mine ran a sex shop on Capitol Hill, and I went in this place. And he, you ever hear of a penis plunger? <laughs> no, I'm afraid use I'm your not imagination. But they have an electric, they have an electric version of that, where you could you know plunge and then turn on a little electrical charge. And I had to think of that when I found out that dolphins like you know eels. <laughs> there you go. That's my ending. <laughs> well, Capitol Hill. So, so Matt, would you like the address to his his friend shop? No, I'm kidding. Shockingly, the place went out of business. <laughs> <laughs> so matt thank you i know that this in some manner and ways was a little painful for you but i appreciate no, you participating no no my brother dan and lloyd great i'm from south seattle we're good awesome man awesome and i want to thank everybody for listening now and in the future um and um be kind to each other because as kayla says nothing else matters we'll see you next time bye Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.